We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jody Cameron, John Ritchie, on this Tuesday afternoon, 94 WIP. Hey, Twitter poll question today brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Chevrolet, wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. Today's question, do you blame Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen for putting Hertz in a position to get injured? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Speaking of Sirianni, his press conference coming up around 1235 today. So it should be fascinating to see the questions fired at Sirianni and how he addresses uh, the whole deal, the Hurts situation. And, you know, I'm sure someone will ask him, hey, are all the other starters going to play or not? And we'll get that answer uh, presumably uh, this afternoon. All right, to the phones we go. Matt in Prospect Park right now. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Great, Matt. You're, you're about to be the, you're the future big boys in the morning. Very exciting. It is exciting. Um, it is really cool. It's really cool to talk to you guys. All right, so I've been sitting here thinking about this cameo thing so much, I practically forgot my Eagles point. But it was something along the lines of this, and I actually had it – I had this thought before – I had it in the first half of the game before we knew anything about the injury. And the question is – I'm going to use a John Ritchie Stanford SAT word here. Do you think there was some hubris involved in not playing Goddard? Because Goddard practiced. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, they clearly had Jalen Flummox on the, the assignments were scrambled. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, if, like, what was the deal? I mean, like, if God, Goddard probably could have played, and I wonder 
I am not saying. But I, I don't think no, I don't think hubris is the right word, Matt. I mean, if, if I think they were very confident that they could beat the Bears, they did not expect well, that the Bears hubris. would be as good. Yeah. Yes, I understand. No, I don't think that is hubris. I think that's wisdom. Okay. See, okay. I mean, they, it's it's true. They didn't realize off. the Bears would be as good as they I agree, were. I agree with defensively. that. But Matt, let me ask you a question: If they felt confident they would win the game without Goddard, and chose not to play Goddard, I, I don't know. I just don't like your your use of the word hubris. I mean, they felt I think right. rightfully confident. They might have made a decision as such. It, I I endorse that. Okay. All right. I I'm was, just saying, like, it wasn't the prettiest first half. No, I thought it might come back and bite him. I just feel like a lot of plays that I saw. Yeah, I it was. It, like, yeah, no, I get it, but saying, it didn't I'm come back and bite him. It did, but it didn't. Yeah. But it well, yeah, and I'm not saying. I'm no, not I mean, Hertz, Hertz didn't get injured yeah. because Goddard didn't play. I, I'm not saying that. Right, give me, not, Matt, give me, an, give me a great answer. Small role before big fame. All right, you ready? Yeah. Charlie Sheen and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's a good answer, man. Really good answer because every every that could win. Was that his? One of his first. Uh, I don't know anything before it's that. It's the first time. I, I mean, it might have been, might not, but that's the first time I ever saw it. Because that's 86, I think, and I don't know anything first. I don't know anything Charlie Sheen, 85 or before. Yeah, Platoon came a little bit after, yeah. I think, and that was when he really broke out. Major but, League was after. Yep, Major League was 89. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good answer. I mean, I, I'd say most of our people listening right now have seen that movie and know of that role, and that's a really good answer. Matt and Ridley is with us. Hi, Matt. That is a great answer, and I've changed my answer based on you guys changing criteria, which is fine, but that is a great answer. All right, Joe. Yes, sir. John, hey, how we doing, brother? Super. Good. James, always a pleasure. He's good. He's on the phone. Good. That's fine. Just, get, you know just what, get to the point. Just get to the point, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm playing around, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe, breaking news. I'm hmm. um, Agreeing with you today. I uh, cannot believe it. Well, let me say welcome to Wisdom first off. Well, it's a short trip. So <laughs> here's here's what I'm agreeing you with. Okay. I do think he's not going to play this week. He will play against the Saints. By that time, it's wrapped up, and he would have sat anyway against the Giants, and that gives him an additional two weeks off till the first round of the playoffs. So yeah. that makes perfect sense. I'm not sure, though, he plays against the Saints. I mean, obviously, I don't know because we don't know how his shoulder will react, you know, 10 days from now. Well, let's put it this way. If he can play and they say he's almost 100%, he can't sit for four, five weeks and well, expect they, to play in the divisional round. He can, he, can if the, he can if they beat Dallas and the one seed is secured. He wouldn't sit against the Saints if he's good enough to play and the one right. seed still hangs in the bounce. They obviously well, would play him in right, that game. Right, yeah. right. But I'm saying if we beat Dallas, I still think he's got to play against the Saints because you can't have this many weeks off and then play in that division round. That's, you're talking five weeks off without playing well, a game. Uh, um, that might um, be a little too much time off. Well, John, what do you think? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's a uh, lot of time off. See, Matt, I'm more inclined to play him. This might sound weird because the objective is to win the Super Bowl, but I'm more inclined, I think, to play him in that scenario because of the draft pick than trying to avoid right. rust. Well, Either way, he's got to play. But I mean, there are two. But just to be clear, yeah. there are two totally different reasons. Like trying well, to knock the Saints down is completely a different reason than trying to avoid rust. Totally well, different things. But if he's able to play against that game, that's the game he should play in anyway. You know what I mean? Like that's the spot where he should. No matter if it's the Saints or somebody else, that's where that's the spot he needs to play in when he's. I ready. don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not. 
Matt, give well, me a great answer. Small role before big fame. So, like I said, you changed the criteria, and this was a very small role, and he – uh, Chris Rock was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 as that ballet guy. Oh, yeah, he's Playboy great, Matt. That's great. Oh, all right, yeah. you got yeah, remember it. Remember that? I don't remember oh, that. Oh, he's great. It's really funny. Hey, you know, Charlie Sheen was in Red Dawn two years before. Yeah, but again, I. I Ferris Bueller. I, I, it's not fa- just the very first role they had, it's like a small role before they became famous that people remember. I, I think Charlie Sheen's a great answer. I mean, how famous is Red Dawn? I've heard of it. I don't it's know. It's famous, I but I don't Dawn remember awesome. Charlie Sheen in it. Was he like a big role in it? I I mean I remember him in it. I don't. Uh, not... I I saw Red Dawn like twenty five years ago though. It's been hmm. a while. Okay, it's been long enough that they've made a remake of Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Billy T in Princeton. Billy T, gentlemen, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, James, John, Joe. Thanks, Billy uh, T. Great, great show as always. Hey, listen, I think it's much ado about nothing. Um, what I like about this uh, is coaching staff. They seem to have their players ready to play. When you take a look at the tight ends that have come in, they're ready to play. Uh, anybody who's filled in has been ready to play. And I think that uh, Menishu is going to do a fine job. Now, I've seen the Dallas. What's, Dallas the, what's the guy's name? What's his name, the Eagles? Uh... Oh, well, whatever it is, Joe. No, I'm just Menichu. curious. No, no, no. People stop me. How about the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> yeah, people stop the whole <laughs> show for me. No, I'm just curious. One more time, Billy T. Give it a shot. Minishu? Minishu? Yeah, you got oh. you got fairly close. It was good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, anyway, listen, he did a good job when he filled in last year. I don't – Dallas I've seen at least six times the entire game. And I, they're they're overrated. They have a good defense. They're fast. And they can be tenacious. But Dak makes a lot of mistakes. They have two good running backs. Uh, their offensive line is not awesome. I mean, we're a way better club, a deeper, and I think we're better coached. Well, they're definitely better. Yeah. They're definitely better yeah, coach. I think yeah. so. There's no, <laughs> there's no doubt. Billy T, give me a small role before fame. Give me a great answer. Well, man. this has got to be Mount Rushmore here because there's an actor by the name of Clint Eastwood and mm-hmm. a director by the name of Clint Eastwood that starred as Rowdy Yates. He was the uh, foreman in the show called uh, Rawhide. Okay. I'm putting it down, mm-hmm. Billy T. Appreciate the call. Again, I mean, we do want to know of it. That's a little far back. Maybe that's why we don't know of it. Or maybe it's just more obscure even for people that saw Rawhide. I'm not sure. Clint obviously goes pretty darn far back. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, hey, uh, up ahead again. It's going to be at 1235 Sirianni's press conference with the very latest on Jalen Hurts. That and more ahead on 94 WIP. Hey, this holiday season obviously is officially in full swing, and the showcases at Family and Company Jewelers are fully stocked to help you check off every item on your shopping list. Fill her stocking with a gift. She'll be showing off all year long and, frankly, for many, many years to come. They have something uh, for every price point, from necklaces and earrings to, of course, their amazing engagement rings and engagement ring selection. And you can visit them on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. Angelo, I, and the entire team, they do wonderful work down there. Great people. They're experts at what they do. And you can also check them out online at FamilyJewelers.com. FamilyJewelers.com. Dot com Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. Jared Cameron, John Rich, 94 WIP. 
You know, there's another aspect to this Hurts thing we haven't even covered yet, and the answer to this question will be dictated more about what happens in the next month or two than what we know right now, but I'll just put it out there. This injury, in some way, could influence, John, the contract negotiation. Sure it could. I mean, it just is what it is. Yes. I mean, in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson's looking at the Ravens saying, you know, pay me $250 million and have it all or most of it guaranteed, and hey, look what happens when I'm not the quarterback, we lose. And and he'd be right when he's not the quarterback, they lose. But Baltimore would look at him and say, yeah, but the fact that you're you not the – You want to guarantee and well, you can't guarantee that you'll be on the field correct. every week? And like that you get injured is part of why we don't want to give you $250 million. Yeah. So I'm not saying the battle lines will be as clearly defined between oh, yeah. Howie I mean, and his agent and 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 I mean Howie and Jalen and the agent, but these are the kind of things that are going to come up, particularly if no question. yeah, particularly if he misses three weeks, particularly if he struggles in the playoffs as a result. I mean, I'm just it's no, out. It's, really it's unfortunate. Out there. It's really unfortunate, and it will factor in. I'm looking at your sandwich that you yes. just ate. <laughs> Are you done with that? Yes. So why did you eat it like that? Okay. You, Jimmy, what, did, I, what did he do? Okay, I'll explain, but J- John, first describe what you're saying. It looks, it looks like, like pieces of a sandwich. No, it's it, like, it looks it's like, like you've bread? left the yeah, bread. edges of the yeah. the, the roll. Yep. And you ready for a good reason? Yeah. Because there was a disproportionate amount of bread for the meat. So, bad job by the maker of the sandwich. You need to have a proper distribution, an equal allotment, if you will, of meat to bread. And if you don't, then you have too much. It's like a meatball sandwich. Guys, when I get a meatball sandwich and they, and they job me one less meatball, one meatball missing that should be there, what do I do? I immediately cut off the end of the bread so that at least what I'm going to eat is proportional for the mouth and savoring it for the taste buds. I don't want too much bread. Put for the... a little sauce on it, and you're good. Just eat the bread. No, but what if it's just yeah. handed to you? You just maneuver it. Yeah, but, so I don't little... wanna, but I don't want to remove sauce you, from the meatball part. No, my smush. meatballs. No, smush. No, no, no. It no. ain't, ain't happening. No, no. If they jobbed you one less meatball than you should have, there's there's no coming back from it unless you just take off the bread. This so I, psycho. You could have also, like, re, eat the bread. re-apportioned bread. the meat That's the on point, yes. There wasn't enough meat. Do you understand? The... There wasn't enough meat. That's the answer. Let's go to the phones. Two on five. You did not. That was not a quote unquote You'd good still be answer. Sitting at the table You're like, at you want a good house. reason? That know. was not a good reason at all. You're sitting at the table until you finish yeah. your plate. Well, I would I would blame I you. I don't Joe. necessarily agree with that. If you if either, you but... made this meal, John, I, I would blame you. <laughs> I'd say, Hey dad or hey mom, you made a bad sandwich. Yeah. Uh did you ever have that scenario, John? Because I did. We have to stay at the table. I had one time it went on yes. for about two hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the thing, and yeah. and I I did not contest it for the most yep. part, but there were times like when we'd have liver, and boiled Brussels sprouts, yep. Yep. which was my least favorite meal. Yeah, that it was it was a challenge for me and my siblings. It was something called stewed tomatoes, and my mom would pull them out about twice a year, and it was horrific. And and, and when it was a stewed tomatoes night, man. Oh, it was awful. All right, let's go to the phone. So a lot of reaction to the Jalen news. Again, more coming out in uh, 15 minutes when Nick Sirianni speaks. Unlikely, it seems like he'll play in the game versus Dallas. 
We'll see what Sirianni has to say coming up. Let's go to Seth right now. Hi, Seth. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, uh, can we get a uh, a drop of Joe saying that he needs more meat? Because that would be fantastic. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm when I'm making a meatball sandwich at home, I'm kind of got it's. I like to kind of hollow out the bread a little bit, so the meatballs got a little pocket to sit in. That's you a know, good idea. Makes a little, Makes a little more room for everything, more cheese, more sauce. Well, again, for, um, but it, what you're specifically saying is you're saying you want the proportions to be what you want, and you can control that when you make the sandwich. When I buy a sandwich, and the and the maker did a poor job, I'm going to rip the guy right here on WIP. I don't know the guy's name. I'm going to rip that guy. Well, you're well within your rights to do yeah, that. Exactly. You got to get some better friends that uh <laughs> that, that are texting you that garbage, and then you have the right, you know, you have the wherewithal to read that stuff out out loud it's bad enough we're gonna to have to listen to dallas cowboy trolls for the rest of the week and you gotta bring that stuff up about how you know, keep your friends opinions off the air i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll say this for those tuning in and miss it it was a you know potential quarterback controversy here so i've written down in the last um hour or so Seth. here's my here's my list jaws randall donovan aj feely donovan jeff garcia donovan kevin cobb cobb vick Vic Foles, Carson Foles. I just want to know, are these the same friends who thought Earth wasn't a planet? Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Seth, what else you got, man? Talk it's to played, me. It's, uh, that stuff has plagued us for years. Uh, I don't think it's really much of a, a controversy at all. I mean, this team is, is built differently. Everybody's, you know, bought into everything. They, these guys are – they understand the situation. They understand the role. I say let the stash earn his cash. Get him back there. Let's finish out Dallas. I don't want to mess around with this. I mean, I understand the Saints are a more important game for us with picks going forward, but let's you know, let's prove Michael Parsons right. Show him and the rest of the NFL that this team is awesome, no matter who's back there right well, now. That's, now, a, that's an approach. They're, they're, yeah, reasonable approach. Seth, Seth, give me an answer, man. Small role before big fame. Oh yeah, uh, Larry Fishburne on Pee Wee Herman show. You got it, man. Oh, Seth, really? appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's a, good a good answer. Lawrence Fishburne had quite the get-up too. I mean, like. Chaps, the cowboy hat. Oh wow! Yeah, don't remember. Do not remember his, his character's name, but he was a big part of that well, show. Well, many he was associate kind me of with famous very... by then. I would think, huh? though, right? I don't I mean, know. He was in Apocalypse Now and stuff like that back in the he day. He was. Yes. So the first thing I remember Lawrence Fishburne from he's is great Boys in, in the Hood. He's but... great in Apocalypse. Now. Really great in Apocalypse. Now. Okay, well, I probably won't be winning answer then. Let's go to Jeff in Wilmington. Hi, Jeff. Hey guys, what's going on? Hi, Jeff. Joe, I'm thinking if you got a separated shoulder and you need, you would have a ton of bath time, like even more than you have now, which would be <laughs> There's no insane. question about it. Well, here's the thing. It might affect your uh, book-holding ability, though. You have to stick with one hand. Yeah, I'd invite John so, over, and I'd ask him to hold the book. Yeah, not not, not while I'm in the bathtub, but maybe yeah. on the bed. I'd say, John, come on over, man. Yeah. Hold, hold this book for me. Turn the pages. Turn the pages. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about Jalen's injury, only because mainly because it's his non-throwing shoulder. So that kind of helps a little bit. No, no, no. It but, is. It is. No, that was a. Um, oh wait. A, that was a, wrong? A, a wrong report initially. It, oh. it, it is his throwing shoulder. All right. Well, that yeah. changes everything. Um, okay. Well. It's bad. Um, it, that, it's bad yeah. that it's his throwing shoulder. It's good yeah. that he stayed in the game and he actually threw better after yeah, he suffered the injury. That's a lot of adrenaline, right? That's part of it. it and it, 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 it just – the day after you, you get an injury like that, it, it feels a lot yeah. worse. You know, I, I'm okay. positive he would not have been able to make those throws on Monday morning, but 
you oh. you have this week to try to get things better and right and it i'm t- i'm positive that yeah. the fact that nick sirianni has been so nonplussed you know like hey yeah it's, it's an injury but we're not worried about it that's a really good sign mm-hmm. i just wish i think joe you mentioned this earlier about just run other types of running plays where you're not putting jalen in harm's way as much yes the rpo yeah. is a big part of our offense but you know there's a there's a way we didn't even try in that first the first quarter and a half that's the part that gets me like we're supposed to have the best team the best offensive line yep and you're not even going to try we're we should be we should be forcing ourselves on them well that's why jeff i i I agree and 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 part of why i agree is because eagles are 12 and 1 likely to get the one seed exactly this wasn't this wasn't um seven and six yeah, dying to exactly. dying to win, not as good. Trying to fight to make the playoffs. Like I thought it was the wrong strategy given the circumstances. Yeah, Nick had mentioned something like that in the after game interview with Johnny Airport about well, we're you know they weren't we're, we were kind of taking what they were giving us. Well, no, dude, you're thirteen and one. You give them what you want, what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you, man. I, look, there's yeah. a lot of ways you can run the ball, and it's not just the RPO. I mean. I when the Eagles ran the ball about 60% of the time down the stretch in 95 with Ricky Wooders and Charlie Garner, they ran zero RPOs, zero. Yep. There's a there's a way to run the football without that play. Jeff, give me a big answer, man. Small role with big fame up ahead. This always comes up when I hear this topic. Billy Zane, who played Cal uh, Hotley in uh, Titanic and a bunch of other movies, he was one of Biff's buddies in Back to the Future really? 1 and 2. Wow. He, I don't even think he had a speaking part, but yeah, for real. I hated those <laughs> I hated those guys, man. I mean, they were uh they were meanies, Sean. They were the opposite of mean girls. They were mean boys. Yeah, they Back were. to the Future. <laughs> Wouldn't the opposite of mean girls be nice boys? You know, you're probably right there, Jamesy. <laughs> yeah, you kind of you kind of got me on that one. His name was Match in Back to the Future. <laughs> Damn you, Seltzer. Damn you. Here I am. I thought I made a good point. <laughs> just chopped off at the knees. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. You're going to listen to Nick Sirianni, his press conference. Coming up next, Sirianni on the very latest on Jalen Hurts and perhaps questions about whether the starters will play and all that, how long they expect Hurts to be out. It's all up ahead. Uh, Sirianni's press conference coming next on 94 WIP. Shout out Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. Ross Tucker joining us uh, later this hour. Nick Sirianni, his press conference on the Jalen Hurts situation is coming up, uh, scheduled to begin roughly in about five minutes. John, as we know, uh, coach is not always the most on-time guy. But you can't, you can't, oh, here he is. He's early, Nick Sirianni. We're going to put a timetable on anybody. I know you'll always put a timetable on him. Um, he's at a sprained shoulder, and I do not put it past Jalen Hurts. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know, um, and he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like, pardon me, yours or mine. Right, and so I'm, I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. Um, he heals fast. I didn't. He came back fast from his injury last year, um, and 
you know, I don't, I don't, I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. But both guys will be. He'll be ready to go if if he can play this week. And so will uh, so will Gardner. If it needs to be Gardner, how much of the offense changes, and where's your confidence level? Yeah, you know, again, we we are going to have to plan for both for both guys to play. Um, we're going to have to plan have a plan for Jalen to play. We're going to have to have a plan for for Gardner to play. And so there there will naturally be some differences. Uh, you know, because why? Because uh, there's going to be things different that Gardner likes to, uh, that likes that Jalen might not like as much, and vice versa. And you know, so and so that that's there's always going to be slight differences because you 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 go through the process with your quarterback who's playing in the game. And so you know that'll be that'll mean a lot of extra work for for us this week just to make sure they're both ready and they're both we and that we understand what they both like. But uh, you know, there'll be some differences, but not not. Huge differences. What would have to happen for him to be able to play Saturday? As far as is, is it pain tolerance? Is something have to heal? Or yeah, you know, it, it's it's about the healing. It's about the healing process. Like with with Jalen, like he, he hurt that as you guys know in the third quarter, and that hurt him. And it, and you guys will talk to him. He, he was hurt. He was it, it hurt his he he was hurting, and he threw and he had a freaking great fourth quarter so pain tolerance with this guy I don't I never worry about he's a he's a unbelievable competitor unbelievable toughness this is why the every time there's a question asked about Jalen the first thing that you get regardless of you know how he's playing or whatnot is about his leadership ability and his toughness both mentally and physically and so um and so it always it'll be more about the healing uh with Jalen than it will be about the pain because he can play through anything what have you seen Gardner's ability to kind of stay ready this season. I mean, he's only gotten in a couple games. Like yeah, he's he's what you you want out of a your your backup quarterback to be ready with limited reps. Um, now we we're able to do things differently here than we than I think the most places I've been. We take a, we we take a lot of time and we we have a lot of developmental reps. Um, and I like I told you guys like some of the developmental periods that we stuck with from last year that we continue to do to have is like hey. Why are we, you know, do we want to cut this? No, Gardner Minshew rule, right? We Gardner wasn't here in the last training camp, right? Two years ago, training camp. And we gave him those developmental periods, and he developed in the offense. We already knew he was a great player, but he developed in the offense so that when his time, was, if his time did, if his, if his number got called, he'd be ready to play, and he went out there and played. And so, you know, it's, but it's, it's Gardner first and foremost, the, you know, his ability to, you know, be able to do a lot with without without reps because you know just how high his football IQ is. Nick, is, uh, is Jalen going to be taking part in the walkthrough this afternoon? Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, that I, I'm not quite sure where we'll be yet with that. Like he's, you know, he might be doing some rehab with it. I got to talk to these guys still, so we'll see. This is the second December that he's gotten injured. I recognize that it were two different types of plays, but do you have to kind of reevaluate the way that you're deploying? Yeah, I mean the 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 last injury was in the pocket on a sack. Um, this injury was on a, a zone read, um, and so you know for us to be the explosive offense that we want to be, you know, Jalen is a very good passer, and he's shown that he's become a better passer by each game that he plays. Um, but he's also in that MVP race, which, you know, in my opinion, he's played better than anybody in this league so far this year. Um, 
And, you know, he's in that MVP race because of his dual threat ability. Um, you know, with his ability to not only do what he's been doing passing the ball, but also what he's been doing running the football. Um, and, and that comes different ways. I think he's got, you know, you know what does he have, 13 touchdowns um, of different ways to do that. So, um, we're like I said, we're always going to think about his safety first. And I know you guys are probably like, well, he got hurt. Well, you know, he also ran for 180 yards against Green Bay. Um, and, it's, and I get it. Sometimes it's a result-based thing. Like, well, he didn't get hurt that one. He's our MVP. Oh, he did get hurt. What, what are you guys doing, right? And so I get that. I get that that's going to be part of the scrutiny, and I, and I understand that. But we are who we are as an offense, explosively, um, scoring-wise, all those different things, because Jalen can do so many things, uh, both running the football and passing the football. As a playoff team with big aspirations, why not be because you know we don't take anything for granted. We want to we want to make sure that we go out there and, and take care of our business. So um, you know we, we need to we all know we need to win one more game to to make sure that we have um, our you know win the division and and that's uh, that's your first goal that you want to do. And so you know we want to you know we want to go out there and win this game. And and if a guy's ready to play then he's ready to play. Like, we're never going to put the guy in a scenario where we're going to be, you know, detrimental to him, right, or set him back. So it is all about if he's ready to play. And so – and we think that that's a possibility. So you're saying it's black, black and white? I'm saying, pardon me. So you're saying it's black and white. Either he's ready or he's not? Yeah. Or is there a gray area where – Yeah, I mean, there's – you want everything to be black and white in this game, but in, in all – you know, I've learned this a long time ago – and. And a lot like we want it to be black and right, white with his reads. We want it to be black and white with uh, his checks. But there's elements of gray that you have to live in. So we'd love for it to be completely black and white, but we got to, you know, it, it might not be. There might be some elements of gray in there. So, so as a coach, how is a team that you might see uh, in the playoffs with this game coming up in the playoffs, you know, relatively soon? How do you balance that in terms of preparing for this game? You got to do what you got to do to win this game. Um, and that's and that's always our sole focus. And you start to you start to think. You know, and then there's a time for after this game, be like, oh, how, what did we do this game? How can we mesh this or how can we do that um, to make it look like this? And so you do what you need to do to win every single game. You always are in the moment. Like, you guys will always – you'll never get that out of me where I'm saying, hey, let's look, think about in three weeks here. It's always how do we do what we need to do to win this game. And, and that will be on our four. And then we'll worry about how we mesh things together later uh, if, we, if we do play them again. Getting back to that uh, gray area you were talking about as a coach at – we all know Jalen's toughness. Is there a time where you've had to pull a player back because he kind of know he wants to play? But maybe yeah, of course. You always have to protect the the player. If uh, these guys, they all want to play uh, through through everything, and that's why we we have we know we're a tough football team. Why are we tough? Because of the men that sit in these seats out here. They're tough guys. They're they're tough. They're physical. They're tough. That's why we're tough. And. Um, and so you always have to do what you think's best for them. Like, hey, can this get an injury get any worse? Can it, you know, all these different things? Can he play through this? Can he can he not do that through this? And like, so we have to do we have to do the things we need to do to protect, you know, them because I know our guys. I know they're going to want to play through everything. And so it's, hey, I'm not a doctor either. And so I'm not making I'm not making the decision on if the shoulder's stable this week or whatever. I'm taking the information that we're getting there, and then we'll make a decision that's best for. For Jalen. If Gardner Minshew does play, it seemed like him and Dallas Goddard had a connection. 
connection last year in the game that he played. How big would that be to have Dallas back this year? Yeah, you know, obviously, no matter who plays quarterback for us, Dallas Goddard is a weapon to, uh, you know, for this football team. Um, and the more good players you can have on the field, the better, right? And so, it, like, I, you know, I've said this before, or right after Dallas got hurt, I said, you know, this, when Dallas gets back, you, know, you guys ask me, what, where is it going to go from here? Is it, you know, um, you know who's the who's the the system running through now, or the system who's the plays running through? And I said AJ and Devontae will get more, and then we get to mix it up. Well, Dallas is back now. We'll run for, through those three guys again. Nick, even before the play where Jalen got hurt, there were quite a few where he took big hits on those replays. In in game, do you have those conversations to figure out if the risk is worth the reward? Yeah, sure. Um, always, you know, if we feel like. You know what happened on the what happened on the play where he got hurt. We had, we had run that play <clears throat> earlier in the game, and I think we got five on it, and we were able to pin the edge right with with uh, number nine with Brisker, uh, Pascal pinned the edge. We got around the outside, which is what the design of the play was. Well, at the snap of this one, the second time we had to block out because Brisker jumped outside. Good recognition by him. Um, and what happened was the guy that gave us the pull read retraced and was able to to get back in on the play I mean that's just what I mean you guys watch the tape that's 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 what happened and so again you're always you're always thinking that you're safe um, because you don't want to put them in in harm's way in the first place like really at the end of the day we had two plays that were called runs for Jalen and that he actually asked me about it he checked to he checked to those two there and then there was one other one he checked the two and then there was one called run and the rest were zone reads um and what the benefit of zone read is we have this, we, you know, we have this great offensive line, but I was always taught you win games on the front side and you win, and you win big ones on the backside, right? The backside wins, you know, it was really easy as this. Front side wins games, backside wins championships. So we got to be great. And the, the whole point of it was like, you have to be great on the backside. And well, well, sometimes on the backside, what happens is, your angles aren't good, right? You might have good angles on this side, but the backside has to, to reach and get through. So what's a way to counter that? Well, you counter that with zone replays, right? And so now you're reading the backside as a, and with better angles as opposed to trying to cut off the backside. That is a huge part of our success in the run game, and a huge part. Um, it's just – and sometimes we're not even running zone reads. Sometimes it's just the threat of Jalen to potentially pull. So – you know, I'm not, you know, we, we, that is a, that's a strength of our offense that we got to continue to have if we want to, we want to be successful. And I get, like I said, I mean, we're always going to be thinking about how to protect Jalen. That one, you know, he wasn't, he, he got hurt on that one. So ultimately that still comes back down, back to me. But, you know, we, we're trying like crazy to every single time we run one of those plays to protect them. And, and it, what happened on that play was, it was a, you know, it got spit back inside. Jalen stood up there and said he was going to play against the Jets, um, and you guys listed him um, as a limited participant. How much does he have to practice to be able to play? And what happened last year in that that went from him saying he's going to play to him not playing? Every every game's a little like every player's a little different. On I'm, you know, I wouldn't say hey, this is the rule. Like if you don't practice, you don't play. Like I don't ha like. I think that's a living in an extreme world and and like 
I, you know, wise man avoids all extremes, right? You don't, you don't just say, Hey, this is, this is it when it comes to that. And there's some things you do that with, but not this. And so, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a clear cut. There's some gray here. Right? I don't have a clear cut answer for you. Like to say, he's got to do this. He's just got to show that he, us he's healthy. And then if that's, if he shows us he's health, healthy enough to play, on Saturday, then he shows us he's healthy enough to play, or, or Friday, then he shows us he shows us that. Um, what changed a year ago at the Jets was your second part that we listed him out. You know, we, it was simply that uh, it was simply that we didn't feel like he was ready, um, and we and we prote- and we wanted to protect him, and we knew we were very co- uh, capable and in great hands with with Gardner Minshew. Couple more talks. Attention is going to the availability, but the throwing shoulder. When he's back, what sense do you have of how his performance could be affected by this? Yeah, not not there yet. Um, not there yet. Uh, we, like I said, we will play him when he's ready to play. Um, if that's this week, that's this week. If it's if it's next week, it's next week. And um, when Jalen's ready to play, like it, it, he's ready to play, right? All all, all aspects of it. But um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I noticed uh, Miles didn't touch the ball until like midway through the second quarter. I know what you said about RPOs and all that, but like, should he have gotten some? Yeah, you know, I gotta give him, I gotta give him just some called runs, and Shane and I—that's that's our job—is just to make sure that he would get him some called runs that he can get the touches early. Now we were throwing it a little bit more, um, you know, based off well, why were we throwing it a little bit more? Well, the defense that the um, that Coach Flus and Alan Williams, their defensive coordinator, were were running. Um, you know, left us one-on-one in places we felt like we had matchups. And um, and so, you know, and that's not, you know, we ran run plays too. It was just we ran some some zone read stuffs. And then sometimes on a run play, you have a advantage look that you take, that you throw out there and um, and, you, and you try to get what you get there. And, but, uh, you know, we felt like we had matchups that we liked on the on the perimeter. And I think those guys showed that they, you know, they won those matchups. Those those two guys had really good games. They were players of the game um, that, uh, this week. And, uh, you know, so uh, – but but with all that being said, I got to get – you know, myself and Shane have to give Miles some called runs because Miles is a great – you know, Miles is a great player. And we got to get him some touches early. Um, you know, the – we didn't the, – the time of possession was a little off, too. Like, I think the time of possession was – I don't know. You guys would know better. Maybe 22 to 8 in the first half. So, we didn't have a ton of plays either uh, that, you know, ideally until, you know, we had a two-minute drive late in the late in the, the, the half. But all that being said, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But with all that being said, we got to get them some, some touches early. And, that, and that's my job to do that. And so, I take full responsibility for that. How's he been running? It seems like he's been – Miles, his last, his first three years. Miles, yeah, I think he's been. I think he just keeps getting better. I think he's running the crap out of the ball. I think he's doing a really nice job of being, you know, being decisive. I think he's doing a really nice job of being physical. I think he's doing a really nice job. You know, I say this after his only fumble, but he's got a lot of touches. He's done a nice job of, you know, protecting the football and then protecting the quarterback. I just think his whole game as he as continues to evolve. You know, he's, you know, and so I, I'm, I'm really pleased with how Miles Sanders is playing. And, um, you know, to your point, uh, Martin, yeah, we, we got it because I'm pleased with him. We, he should be, he should get the ball more. And so there, make no mistake about that. Hey, there it is, the uh, Nick Sirianni press conference, and one that I would refer to as fascinating. You know, Nick Sirianni, who near the end of his second year, at least second regular season as an Eagles head coach, has gotten very, very good at saying very, very little, much better than he had been last year. He said a lot here today. 
He said a lot. I thought this was very encouraging, too. I would say from a, if you're saying the Hurts injury yes. standpoint, I mean, he's certainly not ringing the alarm bell, um, which is encouraging. Now, I would say a discouraging answer was when he was asked, and it was pretty late, he was asked by Zach Berman about, you know, could Hurts' performance be affected when he's back? And he said uh, – Oh, he said we're not in – well, he said there. he said not there yet, but that but sounded he hasn't thrown. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it makes it sound like he could come back at some point and be effective. Now, it could be don't know, not there yet, or it could he be said when he's ready. Yeah, he's I ready. took it as as what Richie's saying. I took it as like we're not at that step yet. Was the way way I took it. Yeah, okay, and what I'm big. saying is I okay, and what I'm saying is I took it as yeah, that's a possibility. We would bring him back, and he wouldn't be 100 uh, percent as effective. Hey, look, it could be interpreted oh, different ways. Yeah, I didn't. I, okay. I didn't even think it could be interpreted that way. Honestly, like I thought it was okay. pretty clear. Uh, he also said at one point, and this this to me was a pretty big one. He said, when asked about you know Jalen's the, the way the offense run and a lot put on Jalen's uh, plate, and, and how it you know obviously can lead to injuries when Jalen's running and all that. He said, and this is the quote: "We are what we are as an offense." And, and they are as of now to this point. But the question is. Should they amend that? No, because to try he to went protect further. Them. He went further to say we are. If this is paraphrased, yeah, we are explosive because of the way Jalen is used, and that is and, true. And the way we, uh, the way he occupies that backside emol, the end man on the line of scrimmage, with the threat yep. that he's going to pull it. It, that's part of what makes this offense great. Well, no, that's 100% true. And I think one of the things that people have brought up though in the last 48 hours since the injury, and I brought it up, were they reckless in this game against the Bears? But I say they, I mean Sirianni and Steichen. By utilizing that attack that way when they had a 12-1 and record and were already very likely to be the one seed. Like, John, I you know get, what? I, I want that in the – ridiculous. I don't, I don't think it is, He John. said in this very press conference, you've got to do what you got to do to win the game. And he said, and then, you know what? We don't care what we put out there because we're just going to yeah. build off of that the next week and we'll, and we'll make more plays that, yeah. that start off looking the same and end up different off of that. I loved a lot of the stuff that he said today. And, and it's exactly – what I suspected when when we were asking earlier, hey, if he had his druthers, would he be you know holding guys out? I mean, if he has his way, he's not considering well, sitting starters. Clearly not. I mean, clearly the starters are going to play. And it, one thing that we, and I'm saying against Dallas, one thing that would be fascinating to know, and we don't know, but I'm curious your assessment, John, and then we'll welcome Ross Tucker in a moment. Um, he he made it very clear that Hertz could play against Dallas. He went as far as to say, quote, we'll plan for both guys to play. Obviously, the, the, the thing being, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, they'll know who's going to play, and then they'll choose which game plan they go with. How much of that do you think, John, just gut feeling, how much of that do you think is real, real talk or yeah. we just want to give Dallas two quarterbacks to prepare for? We know we're probably going to play Gardner, but we don't want to say that because no. we want to make it more complicated on Dallas to prepare. I tell you what, I what I think counterbalances that, in, and it, he mentioned the MVP race. I know that uh, he it, talks about yeah. how close these guys are, how much the, they mean to one another. Jalen Hurts means a ton to him. The idea that Jalen Hurts could be the MVP this year, that matters to Nick Sirianni. And what – 
I think what he's saying is, you know, if he's able, if he's physically able, and we believe he will be because he is so tough, made, you know, yep. the line, I, I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts being yeah. the line that kind of summed yeah. that up. I, th- I think he suspects that Jalen will rally back and figure out a way to get the, get out there on the field, and he wants that to be the case. This weekend, you're it, saying? Yes, because it helps him with that MVP thing. That means a lot to him. That means a lot to this team. And – I love the okay. way that sounds. Well, I'm, un- I'm, uncom- I'm, uncom- guys, I'm uncomfortable guys with Guys get banged up. The rest of the guys are nursing injuries. He's saying, hey, we're, we're a tough team. We go out there and yeah. play through this stuff. I-, I think it sounds really good. All right, well, that makes me feel a little icky. Um, look, everyone can respond to what you heard and how you interpreted it. Uh, again, Sirianni said a good amount here today, a lot more than he has in recent press conferences. You can weigh in, 215-592-9494. Speaking of weighing in, from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and with us every Tuesday at this time, our buddy Ross Tucker brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Ross, what do you make of what you just heard there? Long press conference, lot in there. What stood out to you? Yeah, um, one thing that stood out to me is it's very interesting just to hear, you know, you guys, all three of us were listening to it at the same time and just, you guys kind of took different things yeah. from from different comments that he made. I, I guess the first thing I would say, because you talked about this, Joe, some concern about, you know, Sirianni not, not coming out and saying it definitely won't affect his play um, when he comes back. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah. Not, I mean, he stayed in the game. Right. You know, it, it's like everybody's asking me, I'm getting text messages from my buddies, like, do you think he could play? We don't, we don't even have to debate that. Of course he could play. He just finished the game. Exactly. Of course, with a week's worth of rehab. Well, I see, I, I, Ross, I, I, I tell you where I fundamentally disagree with that. And I'm not oh saying this gosh. is nearly – well, hold on, Ross. In 02, Donovan finished the game with a broken ankle. He threw four touchdown passes. that's completely different. Well, that's no, a but completely I'm, different but, injury. But, but, Ross has had a separated shoulder. Yep. I guarantee it. He knows how it feels the day after and the day after that. And and it 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 is workable immediately after you suffer the injury, just like we saw in the game. And it's going to take a little bit for him to get back to where he feels as good as he as he did during sure. the game. Well, Ross, but I believe he can do that this week. Well, maybe, but Ross, part of my point is what's wise to do. Like, could he go out there on Saturday and compete? Yeah, I suppose he could. But is that smart for a no, for a now thirteen and one football no. team? No, I I don't think it I, – I think it probably is not. And even the McNabb thing, like McNabb could have played the next week. It would have been a terrible, terrible idea, <laughs> right. but he could have, right? Like if a guy – if you watch a guy finish the game, and in particular, I think that's when Jalen played his best the whole day. I mean, right. that's when he had the unbelievable throw to A.J. Brown during the sideline. He absolutely could play on Saturday against the Cowboys. I don't think that's worth debating. The question is the second one, Joe, yeah. which is whether or not it's worth it. And I'm kind of with you, Joe, on the part where I do not believe the MVP should be a consideration at all. Not at all. They have one mission as a team. It's to win the Super Bowl. And what they do this week and the next three weeks should be 100% focused on what gives them the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's a great idea to have Jalen Hurts. I don't know the, how bad 
his, you know, reported sprained AC joint is, doesn't seem like it's a real good idea to have him go back out there against Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and have one of those guys potentially hit him again, land on that shoulder again, make it worse, and then the Eagles have real problems. I think it's, it's now, they'll fantastic. They'll see how he feels later on in the week, but they'll see how he feels later on in the week. I would be very surprised based on all the reports that came out right after the news came out. You read what Schefter and Rappaport and all of these guys are saying, unless someone wanted the Cowboys to think that Hurts wasn't going to play yep. to try to throw them off the scent, I mean, they all came out and said, could be Minshew, could be <laughs> Minshew, could be out this week. Like, they're not coming up with that themselves. Could be like the guy on our show earlier today said, could be Minshew, John. <laughs> Minshew. All right, Ross Tucker with us, and will be with us for most of the next hour. Jota Cameron, John Ritchie, back with a lot of calls as well. Your interpretation of what you heard from Sirianni and obviously just, you know, about the injury and where the birds go right here on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.